Today is January 14th, 2020, and today I attended a webinar presented by Brad Hambrick on guilt, shame, and regret. And if I could just say one thing, it's that the precision of our language matters because our words must simultaneously communicate the exclusivity and the inclusivity of the gospel of Christ. Communication is far more than words, but it's never less than words. God's revelation to his people comes through his written and his incarnate word. Romans 10 exhorts Christians to tell of Christ as a means of salvation to others. And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? The Bible often speaks of our tongues as a synecdoche for our ability to communicate verbally. And usually, when the topic arises, it comes as a warning. Our words are extremely powerful in the quest to live out our identity as images of God. And as any middle schooler trying to use thesaurus.com to write an essay knows, even nearly equivalent words communicate different things. The exclusive claim of the gospel comes down to one name, Jesus. As Acts 4 puts it, This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. However tempted we are to believe it, there is no salvation in David, nor Moses, nor Abraham, nor, and most especially, in ourselves. The gospel is the gospel because of Christ Jesus, the one who is Redeemer, Friend, Savior, Older Brother, the Firstborn, and so on and so forth. Certainly, rarely is this a matter of life and death in everyday communication, but nonetheless our words are meant to present a reality. And although that reality might develop over time, there is a concrete, objective, specific representation of each word. Using specific words allows us to cooperatively enter into the same reality, providing a mutual understanding. And so, when seeking to clarify or care, the specificity of our words matters immensely. Precise words are weighty and personal. So many synonyms wouldn't exist in a language if there wasn't a need to communicate with a different emphasis. And thereby, they're not interchangeable. The converse, nonetheless, can also be true. We broaden our descriptions of reality to make the individual smaller. A lot of communication currently trends this way, hence the love of memes, emojis, and shrinking vocabularies. It's relatable, but it's not distinctly personal in and of itself. There are plenty of precise words and personal pronouns in scripture, but much of the time, humanity and creation are spoken of in broad terms. God so loved the world, sinners, his children. The call of this very particular gospel is broad. It fascinates me that sometimes various teachers will seek not just to reframe something in scripture, but to add in personal pronouns or broad language as though it makes the message more personal. In reality, it simply makes the listener bigger and the message smaller, usually resulting more in self-comforting revalidations than an actual relaying of the original message. In short, I pray that I'll mind my words. I hope that I utilize language to care personally, using the weightiest words, and to cast broadly to find where seeds might sprout. My God and my Christ have names, of which I am an ambassador. And for now, 
I can call myself a child of God, but I'll bear my earthly name until eternity with him begins.